Hey, everybody. Billy and John back with you here. I'm John Harris and my pal Billy Smith. I keep using the arrow here like people can see it. <laughs> uh, uh, we're back here from the Chief Chiefs. And we had the NFL show for the week, but there's a lot of other sports going around. And that's kind of what we want to do with this show. So we're going to have every so often a supplemental show to catch you guys up with what's going on in the uh, rest of the world of sports. There's college football news, a little bit of NBA news, major league baseball playoffs are coming up, Bill. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, NBA news, not all of it's good. Um, and, uh, and Billy's uh, our aficionado, our in-house expert on some major league soccer, football. And we'll let uh, Bill uh, tell us about what's going on in football. But first, we just want to tell you a couple things. One, Bill, who's sponsoring us today? Ah, that would be Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Do you yep. drink Mike's Hard Lemonade, Bill? I drink Mike's Hard Lemonade every almost every program, Johnny. You know, almost every program. I got to get through it, Johnny, and I need something. Uh, <laughs> I got to get through a show with you, so I got to have a little something, something. But, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade tastes good. It's refreshing, and uh, it will uh, should put a smile on your face. Uh, you know, don't just don't drink two dozen, and you won't have a smile. <laughs> but that one thing. Other than that, though, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, I, I recommend them highly as well, my friend. Different flavors, <clears throat> you can't beat it. Yeah. And, of course, we're brought to you, as always, by Vineland Realty Corporation in Vineland, New Jersey. Uh, our friend Dennis Ingraldi uh, uh, pays for all the public John stuff, of which the cheap seats falls under. Uh as Vineland Realty Corporation, 634 East Landis Avenue in Vineland, New Jersey. Their, eight, their number is 856-690-9482. Any residential or business property need you have, whether you want to sell, buy, rent, rent out. Uh, it can be a business. It can be residential. Give Dennis and his folks a call down at Vineland Realty Corporation at 856-690-9482 at 634 East Landis Avenue. Pop in and tell them. John and Bill sent you from the cheap seats and uh, they'll take care of you. So uh, we'll smoothly segue from there and say thank you to Dennis and to, uh, to Mike for making his lemonade so hard. We don't want that soft <laughs> lemonade though. We want that hard stuff, baby. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, we're from the cheap seats here today and uh, here in the cheap seats, we're all chatting about a bunch of stuff up here in the bleachers and, uh, one of the things we're chatting about, Bill, is baseball playoffs. Yes, it's getting uh, getting down to the nitty gritty. It certainly is, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, what do we got? About twenty games left for most teams in that neighborhood, yeah. I think. Yeah, close to it. That's uh, that's pretty cool. There's a couple of interesting uh, side notes with baseball. Um, one is uh, South Jersey, where you're from now, Bill, where I'm originally from. Uh, South Jersey's own Mike Trout from Millville, New Jersey, hit uh, probably the best, if not one of the top three or four best players in all of Major League Baseball right now. Uh, just his home run streak just ended. He just hit home runs in seven consecutive games for the Los Angeles Angels. Um, though they're not going to make the playoffs, they are a little bit improved this season. And, uh, um, and of course, he missed some time being hurt. 
But if you get mm-hmm. uh, if Rendon gets off the Schneid, they get one good outfielder and maybe a really good starting pitcher. The Angels could make some playoff noise next year, I think. Yeah, no doubt. I agree. Um, and of course, your team, the Orioles, greatly improved team this year. Uh, but it unfortunately looks like they're going to miss on the miss out on the playoffs. I think they're just going to run out of time, it looks like. Yeah, being five games out, it's going to be tough with 20 games left. So, but uh, I'm sorry, guys. No, I was going to say, but you know, it's a, they've been a surprise all year and uh, looking forward to the future. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Um, looks like this year they actually let the baseball people run it. And that's finally what got the Orioles to play a little better ball. They, uh, uh, evaluated the players they had. Uh, and I'll be honest, I was surprised when they traded uh, two of their, what I thought were two of their best players in Trey Mancini and wasn't the, wasn't it a reliever? I can't remember. The, oh, gosh. Yeah, he was, was he, he, actually, he was in the All-Star game. Yeah. And they sent him to Cleveland. And I they think sent him Cleveland. to Cleveland. And I thought, oh, the Orioles are giving up. And Lopez, they're not. I think. They played better. <clears throat> they played better. Um only five games out of the wild card. Um, but, yeah, there's only, what, 20 games left, 21 games left. So um, it's a shame, but they're not – They're uh, and they're playing great at home this year. They're like 41 and 30 at home. That's yes. pretty good. They're a little bit under on the road. If they can figure out a way to get that road record up uh, for next season, even get it to 500 or a little better, <coughs> they'll uh, – They'll make some noise. They're in probably the toughest, most competitive division in Major League Baseball in the AFC East. Yes. I mean, you've got the Yankees, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Boston. Boston, yeah. Uh, who my Red Sox aren't doing so well this year. They're ten yet somehow they're ten and a half out and they're not even at five hundred. Uh big fear is they may lose Andrew Bogarts to free agency. Um, so, cause he's going to command a huge price. Right. But I, I think from what I've been reading and hearing is he actually may give the Red Sox a little bit of a hometown discount cause he does kind of want to stay there, but you never know how that works out. They may not be able to keep him like just right. too much money because you still have Devers. You still have some guys that you got to pay. So, uh, going to be interesting, but I like the Orioles. I like their makeup. Another surprising team who looks like is going to make – it's who the Orioles would have to catch right now, one of the two teams, is the Seattle Mariners. How surprising have they yeah. been this season? They've been uh, really surprising. <laughs> yeah, everybody oh, thought they were yeah. going to be scrubs. Everybody <clears throat> thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. But they are 17 games over 500. So they're playing pretty good baseball. Um and uh, you're kind of happy for a team like that when they when they do something like that. Of course, you always sure. have Toronto and Tampa. They're always up there. And, of course, the Yankees are leading the division. So, But that is the toughest division, I think, in baseball. And Tampa's always there. Being a small market, they're every year. They're every year, right they're a small market. They're always in there. So, and, and that was one of the things I was always saying about the Orioles is you can't use money as an excuse. Uh, you got to let baseball people run it because look at Tampa. Look at those years in Oakland. Now, Oakland's not doing great now, 
but uh, uh, they had all those great years with under Billy Bean with Moneyball. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, same thing. Here's a budget, guys. You got to stick to it. And they figured out ways to get good players and and keep them. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see because I think it's a matter of who and where um, Joe Madden ends up uh, managing next year. Um, I mean, because you got some teams that could use a guy like that. Uh, Philly's got their managers technically still interim. Um, yes. I'm looking here. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, for quote unquote health reasons, uh, Tony Larusa steps down. As I said, now he's got a pacemaker and, and he's up there. So, yeah. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they if they encourage him to step down, as they say. Um, Oakland's not very good. Detroit's not good, but I think AJ Hinch's job is safe. But uh, the A's may uh, may look for somebody else. Then, if you look at the National League, like we said, the Phillies. Um, I'm looking at other teams here. Maybe well, he's already managed the Cubs, so you know he's not going to the Cubs. Uh, he managed in Tampa, but I don't think Miami's going to get rid of uh, Donnie Baseball unless he decides to step away. But you still have Cincinnati. I don't think he'll want to go to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, same as Baltimore used to be, they, they just don't seem to figure out a way to get off the schneid, you know, <laughs> with, with money. For and, sure, wa- yeah. and Washington just looks like a disaster. Uh, yeah, and they shame. were, and they were close to the world. Two years series. ago, they what, won two, the whole thing. Yeah. Two years ago, they won everything, but they let they've let so many people go. You've let uh, 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 Scherzer left, uh, Rendon left, Harper left. Yeah, Strasburg um, wasn't the same. Strasburg hasn't been the same, uh, and now Juan Soto's gone. So yes, yeah. and he's not doing well in San Diego so far. No, I think they, that was probably a good trade for them, I guess. I mean, they get they well, they got a big pack. hole, they got a lot, yeah. of, a lot of guys. So, uh, if one or two of them work out to be pretty good, then yeah, you made out okay because you're not paying that astronomical salary anymore for that salary cap. So, and what uh, gets me is you know, when they're making 300 million, one person, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a team game, I just don't. How are you going to fathom that? And how that. can you keep a team when you got one guy that chews up no less than 30% of your salary cap, if not right. more? You know? um, some new rules going into Major League Baseball next year. Um, mm-hmm. The bases are going to be a little bit bigger, uh, like three inches bigger. Some people think that's going to uh, uh, affect stealing. It's going to make plays at first either closer, maybe some more infield hits. Right. Um they're looking for it to be safer, though, so players don't, especially at uh, first and second, so players don't uh, run over themselves or you don't run into the first baseman or shortstop as often, things like that. I think uh, it's going to be big, too, because you're talking three inches each way, so you're talking mm-hmm. six inches more, you know, closer to each yeah. base. No, yep. I mean. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think you're going to see more tries at steals. You're going to see more infield hits that are going to happen because the first, just first base is bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
more stolen bases, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to make a big – and they want to do that. That's what they want. They want more offense. Uh, the shift is going to be pretty Which much Which I gone. like that. Yeah, I like that. I'm glad about that. I mean, I'm mixed on it because it's like, well, if you're smart – Strategic-wise, really yeah. Strategy-wise, it's okay. But it's one of those things that analytics just took over the game too much and made it boring. Uh, now you got to have your two guys on this side of second base and your two guys on that side of second base. Uh, I don't know what the penalties are when that happens, but there is something in place that, you know, if you cross that line or something. Yeah, and the infielders have to be on the dirt. Yes, it can't be out in the the outfield when it's pitched. I mean, you can try backing up during the pitch. You know how that works, especially in baseball when it's coming at you 100 miles an hour and you're not set, you know. So that's not good. Um, the there's a pitch clock. Uh, the pitcher has 15 seconds to throw the next pitch. Uh, once the umpire like points or whatever starts it, once he gets the ball, gets on the rubber, 15 seconds he's got to throw the next pitch. So that should speed some things up because you got these guys who throw a pitch, get it back, and then walk around the back of the mound. Now, what happens when the batter calls timeout? Is that reset? I think the batter is only going to be allowed to call timeout twice during the at-bat. And it can only be for a few seconds. What I'm saying, though, does does it reset? So, say, say, well, it'll have to reset because it's not the pitcher's fault. Yeah. Right. But then once the batter's in the box, umpire will point 15 seconds. None of this. Yeah. You can shake the catcher off once or twice, but you got to cut it loose eventually. So, yeah. Um, no more than two pickoff tries per batter uh, or per runner. I think it is. It's per runner. If, huh. So if you get on first, mm-hmm. actually it's per batter. So if you get on first, I can only, you know, and, and uh, uh, Jim Bob's at the plate. I can only throw over to get you twice while he's at the plate. Uh, third time, if I step and and it's actually not throw to first, it's you can only step off the rubber twice. So if I step off the rubber, if I've thrown over to you twice while Jim Bob's at the plate to get you, you're safe both times, right? Uh, and I'm looking in at Jim Bob, I can't come over to throw over to keep you close anymore. And if I don't like the pitch selection, I can't step off the rubber and do one of these things again right. anymore because that pitch clock kicks in again. But you so know what's going to be. But if I step off the rubber the third time, it's a balk. And you know what's going to be interesting? Yeah. If they if once they throw over there twice, you know you're not like you can't throw a third time. So you now you're going to get a third time. You're going to get a bigger lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing you get this that might because you know how the old the old strategy of a pitch out used to be involved in the game a lot. Now they don't do it very often. You might see that come back a little more because you can't throw a pickoff if you're the pitcher. Right. But you might say, well, you know, he's kind of a big lead. He might go. You get a 0-1 count or a 1-1 count, you might see the catcher or somebody call for a pitch out because you know he's going to go. Right. And, uh, and if he doesn't take off, you still might throw behind him. So it wouldn't surprise me to see pitch outs or things like that sneak back into the game a little bit. 
But I, I kind of like it because it's going to supply some more offense to the game. Um, so, yeah, you've got all those things that are going to be interesting next season. <clears throat> I don't know. They haven't said that the robot umpire is coming in yet. It is in AAA. Uh, I get a feeling that that'll be a winter's meeting discussion. Yeah. you got to have a you longer know, discussion for that. And and the games I've seen this year, the, the home, home play has been terrible. I, uh, I mean, absolutely awful. And you know what? Somebody should take Angel Hernandez and teach him how to drive a FedEx truck or some shit. He shouldn't <laughs> be an umpire. He is and I don't mean just home plate where he's terrible. He's absolutely awful, even on the bases. And hmm. did you see, he was scheduled to do the World Series this year, but he was so bad in the American League Championship Series a couple of years ago that they replayed like three of his calls in one game, and they all got overturned on the bases. <laughs> and it's like that, you know. So they finally, I think it was Joe Torrey made that decision two or three years ago. It said, yeah, we can't have him in the World Series. I mean, he's all, right. he'd be an embarrassment. Um, he's just, he's terrible. Now, Ron Culpa the other night, umpiring home plate, two through, threw both managers out with the same, on the same pitch. <laughs> he threw one out. Terry Francona came out to argue. Um, that the pitch was he called it a, a foul ball Francona come out to argue that it hit his batter but you really couldn't tell either way on the replay uh -huh. but he came out steaming and Francona usually doesn't get thrown out he got the heave ho <laughs> then and it's a game against the Angels Phil Nevin comes out because he didn't like and to me, it was something way more minor than what Francona came out to argue. I think he was saying it was a check swing, and they said it wasn't. He came out. He was going ballistic. He got thrown out, both before the next pitch came. And then the pitcher threw a ball, didn't like the call the very next pitch, and Culpa threw him out because he complained about the pitch. So it was like in one, in two pitches, he threw three guys out, two managers and a pitcher. And it's like, all right, I'm like, are you kidding me? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, an umpire is supposed to blend into the game. And we've both seen it and played enough and know it. Mm -hmm. And I've umpired enough. You want to blend into the game. If you come off the field and nobody knows who you are, you are successful. That's the way it was supposed to be. You you want the game to run smoothly and run itself. Right. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you make a great call, you make a great call, that's fine. But you can't you can't be too big a part of the game and be yeah you can't be bigger than bigger than the game it's just... no. and and that's what some of these guys do and, and they don't have a way to to fire they're they're such a strong union that you can't just you know fire them um, I mean they complain about all these things that baseball is doing to try to correct them but if you didn't suck. <laughs> they wouldn't have to you wouldn't even be talking about robot umpires yeah yeah you would i mean don't, get, don't me get me wrong yeah right. don't get me wrong right. either with especially behind the plate i mean that ball's coming in 100 miles an hour oh absolutely you know, catcher catchers are moving their glove all over the right. place so i mean, I mean if it's, it's a not close an easy call task, but. you know i mean if it's a close pitch you can't give it to and if 
the thing you want about an umpire, especially at home plate, is be consistent. Yes. If this same pitch is a strike right here now, well, it should be the same pitch the same inning. And every time that pitch hits that spot, it should be a strike every time. Even if it's just a touch outside or a touch yeah. high. A touch, that's all a batter wants mm-hmm. is make that call the same. And a pitcher, make that call the same way all day long. You know, don't be, you know, it's a strike this time. Next time you throw it, it's a ball. You know, be consistent. Um, so I'll be interested to see when, because I think it's coming, that robot umpire thing, I think it's coming one of these days. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's coming. It's just a matter of when. So, um, but there you go. The Dodgers are 20 over 20 and a half games up. They clinched the Western Division last night, uh, or actually a couple nights ago. 55 uh, games over 500. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, we could go through numbers, which we were doing before the show, but it's just amazing what they've done. Um, and I think you've got to look at them as the favorites, maybe to win the whole thing. Uh, the Yankees looked pretty good for a while, but now they, they're they going to win the division. I think they're going to have a tough time. I mean, once the playoffs all come out, the Yankees are going to have a tough time getting to the championship game because they may have to play Toronto or uh, Tampa, two tough teams. Um, But I think they're going to end up, if they get through there, whoever it is is going to end up playing Houston, I think. And Houston's tough. Yeah, Houston's real tough. I think it could very well be Houston and the Dodgers or Houston. And I'll still give the Braves a little bit of I don't. I don't think the Mets can hang on. Uh, DeGrom the other night didn't have a good night. Uh, uh, Scherzer's been playing with a little bit of a uh, back issue. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think the Mets and Dodgers play each other for the NL. I think uh, I think the Yankees and uh, Houston will play each other eventually for the AL. And then I, I – don't get me wrong, the Braves might sneak in instead of the Mets. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm still thinking either way. It's going to be the Dodgers and probably Houston. And you know what's funny? The Phillies, if they could get some pitching, if they, you know, they yeah, that's what they the have Phillies the offense need. to hang with anybody. But yeah, now in a short series, um, they may be okay if you think about it, because in a short series, what do you need? One or two pitchers? Well, two pitchers, maybe a third. And you got a shot. Now they've got Wheeler if he, he comes back healthy, which they, they expect him to any day now. And you got Nola, who's had a pretty consistent season. Um, but then after that, Suarez has been inconsistent lately. Um, the Gibson will go out and flirt with a no hitter, and then the next day, give up next game three runs in the first inning. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. Uh, the guy that's kept him in games lately is Bailey Falter. Every time they've started to uh, falter, <laughs> every time they've started to struggle, have lost a couple games or needed a big game, he's come out and given them six innings, seven innings of pretty good baseball, keep them in the game. He did that last night. All he gave up in six innings, I think, was a solo homer. Um, 
And then the bottom of the sixth, they got a two-run shot out of Mayton to beat Miami's best pitcher, Alcantara, who's one of the best in the National League. And then the bullpen held on. If they keep the bullpen healthy, Alvarado's come around after his stint in the minors. Uh, they got uh, – oh, what's his name? Dominguez back. And Robertson looked pretty good. So, I mean, they can – they can do some damage. You're right in the playoffs. But their hitters have been inconsistent lately. Schwarber's yes. been up and down. Harper's been – Harper hasn't been the same since he's yeah, come I back. I think Schwarber's right above, only right above the Mendoza line, Schwarber. Yeah, his average hasn't been good all season. He's all power. How they have him in the leadoff spot. Yeah, it makes no sense. I, it makes no sense to me. But I'm thinking, where else could they put him? Maybe I mean, who do you put in the leadoff spot? Unless you put one of them young kids there, yeah, you, know, you know, with some speed. Other than that, you know, and they think Marsh is going to be this great long-term center fielder. I, I don't know. Unless they figure out a way to improve his hitting, I, I don't see it. He's fast, great defender, but you already had decent defenders who were fast. I mean, you got Reeling on the bench; he's fast. You know, I mean. You already had guys that fit that bill, but I think they figure they can do something with his hitting. So if they can get him, hey, if they can get him to 275 the way he feels, it'd be like Gary Maddox. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, Maddox <clears throat> had about 275, 270, 280. But, you know, let's face it, his name was the Secretary of Defense. He could play. Yeah. And Marsh can play, he can run down balls and stuff. So great arm. I saw him throw a ball from warning track last night to third base, one hop on the money. Now, the mm. guy wasn't running, but he didn't know that. And whew, I was like, whoa. And nobody <laughs> even mentioned it. I'm like, did you see the cannon on that guy? So, yeah, they could they could do something. Um, not this year. I, I, they might get past that game one thing, but that's about it. Because uh, one game, anything can happen. Right. But – yeah, you're which right. I, which I don't like. I don't like that one game. I don't right. like one game. Three I could handle. Right. But that gives you an idea. But one game, anything can happen, and that's it. It's like uh, when the Red Sox beat the Yankees when they were down three games to none, and they came back uh, to win the four in a row. It was like Kevin Millar said in the famous interview. He goes, well, we got Petey going tomorrow. Don't let us win tomorrow. <laughs> don't let us win tomorrow. Because that's when they said they were the idiots. They didn't know any better. Yeah. Don't let us win tomorrow. Because then we got Petey and we got Schilling. And then after that, you're down to one game. And anything can happen in a game seven. And he hit the nail on the head. And they were down 3-0 when he said it. Anything can happen in one game. Yeah. So I agree with you. I don't like the one game thing. And I think baseball eventually will smell the money and realize we might have to make this three-game series. Yeah. Because it's more money and more TV money. So, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I know I did most of the talking on baseball. I apologize. Yeah. Well, I just got one thing on that. Uh, Albert Pujols. Yes. Uh, hit his 697th homer, makes him fourth all-time. All yep. And it was an interesting story. Um the one young girl uh, caught caught the home run ball and and was going to give it to Pool Holes and Pool Holes told the girl to keep it. Let alone it was a uh, one year ago from the day uh, that her dad passed and he said that you 
you could use it more than I can having it in my trophy case. So that was a nice gesture for Apple yeah, Pools. That's a great, that's a great gesture. And even, <laughs> even if she sells it, because we don't know the economic circumstance, it might be right. a situation where that family needs money. It's going to be very valuable. So he's right in a way is either way, even if she doesn't keep it, if she sells it, it's still more valuable to her than it would be sitting in a trophy case. But you yeah. got, like you said, you got to give them credit because players don't do that anymore. No, nah, that's nah. a valuable piece of memorabilia that you see teams go up and trade things to get that ball back for the player now, you know? Yeah. yeah. So for him to say, you keep it, you're right. That's, that's, that's what baseball players should do. And that's what baseball should be all about. And that's the way it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you but, see uh, them throw balls up in the stands now, that yeah. was only because that was a mandate after the strike. And then it's become a habit. But, yeah. uh, and you do have players out there like that, but not all yeah. of them. But, uh, yeah, kudos to him. And uh be interesting to see with 20 games left if he gets to, uh, get to 700. That would be uh, Yeah, you'd like to see it. What's he, three away now? Three away, yeah. Three away. So you'd like to see it. I'd like to, I'd like to see him get to 700. That'd be cool. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, uh, he did a class, that's a class act right there. So, um, and I give him credit. He's had a better season than anybody thought he would on his way out the door. Uh, let me see. Aaron judge his 56th and 57th home runs. Uh, he's getting a little criticism for not acknowledging the 61 that Roger Maris hit, because if you think about it, the three guys that have hit more home runs in a season than Roger Maris uh, are all steroid guys. Yes. So a lot of people still believe that that 61 that Maris hit is really the most authentic record because you had Bonds who hit, what, 73 or something? 73, I think, yeah. And then you had the the year Sosa and McGuire. Sosa and McGuire, yeah. Right. But, again, all on steroids. Um, So, really – the 61 is pretty much to me the bellwether that of clean home run hitting. That's really the record. Right. Um, and people are a little upset with Judge that he doesn't acknowledge that, especially since uh, it was a fellow Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another Yankee, at least say, <laughs> hey, you know, but he hasn't said anything. But I look at it two ways does he have to? He really doesn't have to. You know? No, I guess it'd you don't have nice. to. Yeah. It'd be nice if he does. Um, I mean, McGuire and Sosa both did in St. Louis when they both broke records. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was good. So, um, I think that's all I have yep, for baseball. Oh, yes, for baseball, absolutely. Yep. Um, so let's switch to the NBA just real quickly. Uh, the biggest NBA story. Well, there's the WNBA story that Sue Bird retired from Seattle. Yes. Great player in the WNBA. Maybe one of the best, if not the best point guard ever to play in the WNBA. I think she's 40. Uh, She's definitely 40 or above. um, And could probably still get herself ready to play again. But you don't blame her. I mean, already the nicks and the uh, bruises and the the muscle pulls and everything, it's time. Um, Yeah, takes your toll. Yeah, uh, but give her credit. We, we here in the cheap seats, 
It's always great to sit back with your remote and watch Sue Bird and people in action. Diana Taurasi is another one that when she retires, you hope she gets the accolades because great players. Um, and that's a fun league to watch. They have the finals going on now with Vegas versus Chicago. I think Vegas is up one game to none already. Hmm. Um, interesting basketball when you watch uh, watch, those, watch the ladies. Um, but congratulations to Sue Bird for uh, uh, her retirement and being one of the best to ever play the game. Uh, NBA Phoenix owner uh, was found to have uh, committed some serious inappropriate uh, behavior and languages. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. I just had it in front of us. Sarver. Sarver, that's right. He has been suspended from his duties as an NBA and WNBA owner. He owns the Mercury, and, of course, he owns the Sun. He's the managing partner of both of those uh, teams uh, for using racial slurs uh, in emails. They have documentation of that. He used the N-word <clears throat> quite often. And uh, some uh, demeaning terms directly to women uh, as well as in emails as well. Um, with uh, inappropriate behavior uh, towards women. Uh, like we said, he's been fined for one year and uh, – not fined. He's been suspended one year and fined $10 million. Um, $10 million is a lot of money to people like you and me, Bill, but to him it's like a $5 bill. Yeah. And but I, it's crazy how these, pe how these people think because – 60% of NBA players are of a color right. and you, and you own a, and you own a women's team. So I don't, I mean, I don't understand why all the derogatory. I don't out. either. I just don't get it. And, and he's, and he hired. Um, so you wonder where his head's at because the people running his basketball operation are African-American. His GM's mm. African-American, his coach is African-American who won coach of the year. Um, how, how, what's your mindset? <laughs> and like you said, the majority of, of the players in the NBA are of color, might even be higher than you were yeah, saying, 60%. Evil, yeah. It might even be higher. Um, uh, I'm thinking it's more like 75%, to be honest with you. Um, and then uh, and you run a team in the WNBA, you know, uh, the Women's National Basketball Association. So what – I don't understand – Two problems with it. One is your mindset. You obviously are misogynistic. You obviously don't think women are, are on the same level as men. Uh, and you obviously are prejudiced. You obviously have some bias, you know, racist at some level to use mm -hmm. the N-word. Nobody has the right to use the N-word um, to me. So, I mean, there's no excuse for it. Uh, and the other part of it is stupidity. How stupid are you? <laughs> and really, it's dumb. It is um, pretty stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. You documented your racism. And you mm -hmm. do you've documented or had witnesses to um, your misogynistic behavior. You know, so not only are you prejudiced, not only are you thinking that men are superior, has some really... Uh, strong biases, uh, but you're dumb. You're stupid. 
if you're one of the minority owners of this friend, one of these franchises, you got to say, you know what? He's got to go. We need to put the rest of our stock together. We need to get some sponsors to put some pressure on him. He's got to go. Yeah. And the other problem I had, um, but I did see somebody who pointed out the difference, um, is this is really the same behavior that Donald Sterling had with the L.A. Clippers. When he was gone, he said, you cannot own a team. And he was gone. Now, it took the owners to vote, but he's gone. But apparently the biggest issue was the documentation of it. Um, Sterling, it was all over video and phone call uh, recordings as well. So both. Um, But even this guy, it shouldn't matter. It was in emails. He's got witnesses. So to me, it was the difference wasn't in the behavior. It was in the exposure. And that's where I have a problem is there's there's some hypocrisy in the NBA. If you're going to do it to one guy, you should do it to anybody that acts the same way. Right. He should to me, he should be gone. But you know, you go back to rich guys covering rich guys. <laughs> you know, unless they're backs true. against the wall, you know. So yeah, but that's I, true. I think it's deplorable personally that he, he should be gone. But you know, it is what it is, buddy. Yeah. So, that yeah. being said, there's minor changes in the NBA, but nothing rules wise and nothing, just some players moving around that we can catch up with you folks with later. I think it's time for you to talk about some football. Talk about the American soccer. Talk about yeah. Major League Soccer, buddy. Oh, that's great. It's great to be uh, a fan. Uh, MLS has grown greatly over the last couple of years, but uh, I want to talk about the the real true Philadelphia team, <laughs> the Uh-oh. best Philadelphia team out there. <laughs> and, and and they lead the MLS in points, goals for, goals against, and that's the Philadelphia Union. How about that? <clears throat> Philadelphia Union. Well, I looked them up. I got to give you credit. They're leading the league. They're leading the league. They're number one in the MLS, right? Yes, number one in the MLS out of 28 teams. Yeah. In the standings. That's that's outstanding. And over the last six or seven games, they've been scoring four or five goals at a time. So that's even more exciting. Wow. It, uh, yeah. yeah, when you score goals in, in soccer, like in hockey, for the longest time, there weren't many goals scored. Now you see some. It, it's, mm-hmm. more, it's a more exciting game to watch. I mean, I don't want to see – 10 to 9 soccer games. No. Right. No, no. Like lacrosse 18 16. There's a goal every couple of seconds. Right? Yeah. That's too much. But, you know, three, four, five goals, five is probably the max you'd want to see. I mean, if you're rooting yeah. for a team, obviously. Yeah, but, sure. But a, a, a good a good football match, is, as they say, a good soccer match, is probably a 1 0, 2 1 game. Yeah. No, no. A yeah, lot absolutely. of excitement. Yeah. And I've been trying to get you. I don't know if you caught any <laughs> of the games yet, but I've been trying to convert you a little bit. A but, little uh, bit. I, I, actually, you would actually you would have been hooked over the last couple of games with all the with all the excitement. But uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll. Like you know, I said, if, if you, I get a chance to see some, I, I I I do pop in for a few minutes and look at some things. Um, 
uh, I haven't had a chance to see the union. I tried to watch them last week, but it, it, it was supposed to be on ESPN Plus, but it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you you probably don't get many of the games out there. But, I, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. Out here, you have the Kansas City. They're good, usually. I can't remember what they're called now. Oh, uh, yeah. They're the. They're not the Revolution. That's New England. Um, is it the Kansas City Football Club? It is. I'll find out. Let's see. Oh, Sporting KC. Oh, Sporting KC. You're right. Sporting, yeah. sporting KC. And they're yeah. usually pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, Just I mean, decent. Like, um, I can't find it. Oh well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're I've not watched bad. I mean, some. they're 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 average. I mean, nine. They're nine nine. Yeah, this year but, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. They've had better seasons, but. Um, yeah, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my friends watch some of the games out here, and people mm-hmm. I've talked to watch games. Um, uh, I would imagine if I sat down, took the time, and started watching it, I'd be into it because the athleticism is unbelievable. It really is. Some of these things these guys do, and women, the women's uh, uh, Olympic team. I love watching them. Um, so, I mean, uh, and it's still a growing sport in this country. Yes. Yeah. Europe, it's nuts. Europe, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, 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 I mean, they have a sellout of 80,000. Oh, I mean, yeah. They just... Yeah. They, they sell out. Like <laughs> Wembley sells out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a huge stadium. So, um, that's great to hear. And it's great to see that soccer's going and more participation in this country and more enthusiasm for it. And uh, let's hope it continues. I'll tell you what, next season, if, if the, the union play out there in KC, I'll come out there. There I'll you go. Around. We could do okay. that. We could have a special <laughs> program and maybe run a couple videos while we're out there. Yeah, watching the from the cheap seats. From the cheap <laughs> seats, live at Kauffman <laughs> Stadium, watching Philadelphia Union visit. Uh, sporting Casey, sporting Casey. it yep. could be fun. So, all right, Bill. I think that outside of maybe a couple college football references, we've got uh, Nebraska fired their coach, and instead of waiting to save eight million dollars on his contract, fired him right away. All they had to do was wait till October 1st, and they would have only had to pay him seven million for the season. Instead, they fired him right away and had to pay him $15 because it's a guaranteed contract. Yeah. Um, but I guess when you lose to a team on the level of Georgia Southern, not a good team, and you're in Nebraska, supposed to have a great program and try to rebuild it and get it back up, people don't care. Money is yeah. no object in Nebraska. Get out. Yeah. Pack your bags and go. Um, and he'd been there a couple of years, and I think that was the problem. He'd been there two, three years, and they didn't see enough improvement. And this yeah. was such a bad loss that they said, "No." Yeah, and I think the biggest picture with a, with a coaching change is uh, is the recruitment stage, I guess. So uh, even if they finish five hundred, who's going to want to go there? You know, what I'm saying, right. I mean, just losing to a no name school, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really. They, I guess they figured, you know. 
Uh, make the move now, I guess. Yeah, I who, nobody's going to follow. The boosters aren't going to follow us the rest of the season now. We've got no shot at coming back, really, uh, right. you know, to, to do any damage in the Big Ten because uh, we're not – after this loss, we're not going to get in the top 25. Um, so they're probably figuring if we get a new coach and we can finish f- above 500, we can get in a bowl game. And that'll bring some money back in. Mm-hmm. Other, you know, but without without finishing above five hundred or five hundred and above, I think it is. Uh, you're not eligible for a ball game, and this loss hurts them. Yeah. When you go looking at two teams of the same record, and you go, yeah, but these guys, <laughs> these guys lost to Hammett and High. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we we you know they're a college team. This can't happen. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for them to come back from. So, this Nebraska is probably figuring this year's now a wash after week one or two. Let's get a coach in here and start rebuilding what we have, evaluating the players we have, and seeing for next year who do we recruit, what do we recruit, what positions, and start our rebuild now. Evaluate yeah. what we have and go for it. Yeah. And you had other surprises. I mean, Alabama barely won last week, should have lost. So they dropped from one to two. Uh, Georgia goes from two to one. Ohio State's third, right? Yeah. And then you I got so. – got. No, no, I, I, I think you're right. It's uh, Georgia's three. I mean uh, – Ohio State's three, I think, right? Ohio State's three, yeah, Michigan four. Okay. That's going to make the Ohio State-Michigan game a big deal later in the season if they stay there. And didn't they expand the playoffs, too? I don't know if they did. They're talking about it. Yeah, it's next year that they do it. Um, And they're already talking about taking that 8 to 12 in a couple of years after that. Yeah, They haven't decided that yet, but that looks like it's going to happen. So so, um, that probably just about covers it. Notre Dame's lost their quarterback for says four months with a shoulder injury, so he's probably done for the season. But they got beat by uh, Marshall, right? Marshall was yeah. not ranked. Uh, Appalachian State beat. Oh, I just it was just on top of my head. Oh, Texas A and M. So now Texas A and M with Jimbo Fisher needs to uh, reevaluate their program already. Because uh, Appalachian State's not ranked, but they're big time killers. They killed Michigan a few years ago. They're no, uh, they're no slots. They get themselves ready to play. So uh, college football is changing anyway. The conferences are changing. The money's getting bigger. Players can get money now from licensing stuff and boosters, and so uh, they're finally getting some kind of money and recompense for it. But usually, it's the stars that get the money. Right. Yeah. And I see the offensive tackle get too much money in college football. So we'll see what happens, uh, how that all works out. That's all just playing out. So, other than that, Bill, I see cornhole championships in Kansas this year. That's about all I see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Ty that. Ty will be out. Oh, there. I saw a thing. It's on the internet. He might want to take a peek if they're, uh, uh, he's, uh, your, your boy's, uh, uh, Really interested in that, huh? And hopefully, I'll be able to throw soon. Too. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, we we do some local tournaments, and 
So, sounds yeah, like fun. It's, it's a fun, fun time it's together, fun game, especially, yeah. especially with your son, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. In your case, you got your boy with you. So that's, what's really good. So, all right, Bill, I think, uh, unless you have something else, we're about done with this shindig. No, I think we put a lot of effort and, uh, time and uh, a lot of good information out there to everybody so i think so that's all that matters we'll touch base with you folks next week remember we're still going on the uh football plan as well we will see you next week from the cheap seats with an nfl show and uh very possibly uh another show if we have any other sports updates for my pal billy smith bad boy billy take it easy brother keep recovering sounds good buddy i'm john harris and this is bill and john We're sitting with you guys in the cheap seats. Have a great night, everybody.